Guys, are you still looking for a great Valentine's Day gift for your wife or girlfriend? Then treat her to the very best this year with the world's softest pajamas from Pajamagram, America's PJ experts for over 15 years. The world's softest pajamas are lighter than a cloud and softer than a bunny. They're like cashmere, only better. She'll love the way they feel, the softness, warmth, and comfort. And you'll love the way they look. Best of all, you don't have to wrap because every Pajamagram includes free gift packaging and delivery by Valentine's Day is guaranteed. Plus, they're backed by a 100% lifetime guarantee, so you risk nothing. Thousands of men just like you have made their loved ones happy with the world's softest pajamas. You can too, but you need to get these amazing PJs today because they normally sell out. So here's what you do. It's easy. Go to pajamagram.com right now or call 1-800-GIVE-PJs. That's pajamagram.com. Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, back once again here, Jimmy B and TC. On the Big Talker 1700, as we talk the world of sports with you, we'll be here until 3 o'clock this afternoon. Well, I'll be here with you until 3 o'clock this afternoon. Brinson on vacation for the second week. Uh, If he's not back tomorrow, he should be back coming up on Monday's show. Now, I always have to put the caveat in there. Should. Jimmy B should be back, right? Because it is Jim Brinson. And as we found out last fall, sometimes him going away on a short little respite turns into months and months and months. Let's hope that's not the case. Or maybe you do. It's okay. It's a vacation for Jimmy B. It's a vacation for TC. Now, I haven't utilized that vacation very well. I've been sick. I have walking pneumonia. I'm still coughing, still struggling. I've had those kind of issues, so it hasn't worked out very well. Let's go out right now to the Draft House 50 hotline. Line number one. Let's check in. Who's on with us? You're on Jimmy B and TC. Who's this? This is Cyclone Jerry. Oh, my man, Jerry. What is going on? You know, I lost lost David 25th of April. Or March, I mean. And uh, and, uh, I got bronchitis. And I just got out of the hospital on Monday. I had bronchitis and pneumonia. Oh, man. We're the, we're the walking walking wounded here. Oh, I've had a hard time. You see, I miss you guys' radio show and everything. I'm out here fighting it. Well, good. That that's always a, a good thing. Good, I've got a lot of the good friends and, and come up and see me in the hospital and the doctors and nurses. I had one guy say, "You go home Tuesday." I said, "It's got here, dummy." <laughs> <laughs> So I have another black and gold beer of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty good to me, Jerry. Well, beer though wouldn't taste good to me. Yeah. I've been through a hell of a lot, PC. I got gotcha. you. Uh, well, we're thinking about you, okay, Jerry? Okay, I just wanted you to guys know. I didn't know if you heard that David passed away or not. No, so. I, I hadn't heard that. I, I'm glad to hear, though, that... That you're uh, on the way back. That's good to hear, Jerry. Always appreciate 
the phone calls there. 264-1700. Let's go back out to the phone lines. I believe we got Ken Silverstein perhaps checking in with us. Ken, is that you? That it is. Hello, Mr. Silverstein. What's going on? Well, um, I'm counting one day less until football. How about that? <laughs> that is very true. Well, all eyes are on your fair city of Cleveland with the Browns with the number one pick. It seemed like oh, it's a foregone compl- conclusion. Miles Garrett. Uh, but here is it a smokescreen. Or are you really believing there's something to this Mitchell Trubisky talk? Well, first of all, i got to get used to this Mitchell thing. Um, I've known him since he was in high school, so to me, he's Mitch. Um, I've been friends with his high school coach for a long time. So whatever. The, the long and the short is I'm still going to call him Mitch. But getting to what you're talking about, I think it's a smokescreen. I think it'll be Miles Garrett, uh, the former Aggie out of Texas A&M. I think he'll be the number one pick. I do think they will try very hard to move up from number 12. They have two first-round picks, the Cleveland Browns. They got to jump the Jets. They got to get probably in the top five, most likely top five. Might even have to get to number two, just to San Francisco. Whatever. I think they, when the dust settles, they will end up with Miles Garrett and Mitch Tversky, the quarterback out of North Carolina, who uh, hails from Mentor, Ohio, suburb of Cleveland. Um, is it is it a great two picks? Well, I think Garrett's going to be really, really good. I don't know. I mean, I thought Tversky was really good in high school. It surprised me he didn't start right away in college. He only had the 13-game starts. I can't say that I saw every North Carolina game this year, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Obviously, taking a look, a very close look at the Big Ten every week. I did see him playing the bowl game. thought he had his moments good and bad. Solomon Thomas was all over his backside uh, for Stanford in that bowl game. So, the long and the short is I think they will end up with both of them. And they will have to give up the 12th pick and probably will for sure the first pick in round two and then maybe another draft pick to get that deal done. So there's the uh, the conversation about them maybe uh, moving from 12 up to 5 to get Trubisky. Uh, that's a possibility. How does that play out in your mind? You mentioned what they'd probably have to give up to get to that spot, though. Is that the right move? Well, having covered this team since 99 when they came back um, and having no faith in any of their management people <laughs> since 99, and the list is so long we don't have enough time in this segment <laughs> to go all through all the names. That's I'm talking true. coaches. I'm talking about GMs. I'm talking owners, whatever. Uh, so with that very, very lengthy list of characters, um, look, I like Mitch. I think he's a good kid. He's a kid to me at this stage of life. Uh, I, he, he's not, he's not a sure thing. And, and, you know, there are very few of those. Okay. When I first saw John Elway in the early eighties, uh, at Stanford, I knew John Elway was going to be great. Didn't take a genius to figure it out. Okay. He was that good and gifted at, at Stanford. When I saw Andrew Luck, I thought, yeah, I see it. I'm not sure he's as good as Elway, but okay. I see it to some extent. Um, I saw it with Marino. Okay, there's certain guys that just jump off the page. I saw Jim Kelly. I know I'm dating a lot of guys from the 80s, but whatever. There are just certain guys that doesn't take, take a football PhD to figure out he can, you know, really swing it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Tversky, he's not in that class. He's just not. Um, could he end up being a top 10 QB somewhere like 8, 9, 10? When you rank all of them in a couple of years, yeah, I guess he could. That's probably the highest ceiling 
he can get to. Can he be a top five guy? No, no, there's no, I don't see it. I just don't think he's, if he was that good, he would have started in North Carolina more than one year, okay? It wasn't like the guy in front of him is in the NFL right now. He's not. So as much as I like him personally, I'm being as fair as fair can be here. I think he will be a Cleveland Brown tonight, probably around 8.30, uh, Eastern Standard. I don't think it'll be take that long to make this deal. Um, but I don't, I don't see him being a jaw dropping. Oh my goodness. I got to run out and get his Jersey kind of guy. No, I don't, don't. I think, but I will say this, considering who has played quarterback here since 99, he has a chance to be the best. Yeah. But that's not saying a whole lot. Okay. So, so you have to, you have to gauge it. You got to look at it, you know, and be fair and honest about it. And say, I mean, you're comparing him to guys like, I'm just going to name a few, because there's been 20-plus. We don't have enough time mm-hmm. to throw a 20-plus name. But I'll just name a, a couple. All right. Oh, let's say Tim Couch, yep. former number one pick. Uh, Spurgeon Wynn. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jeff Garcia. I'll stop there. All right. <clears throat> and, uh, Those are just three. The, the quarterback that took him to the playoffs was, I'll put you on the spot, Ken. Uh, that would be, let's see, that would be Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson and Kelly Holcomb started the game. Kelly Holcomb, yeah, because of the injury. Absolutely. And funny, Derek. Derek's been the backup in Carolina the last few years, and that's a great gig. Mm-hmm. One of the best jobs in America is to be a backup quarterback <laughs> in the NFL. You get paid, you don't get hurt, and you know, you know, you know, you have a lengthy career. You mind your p's and q's. What I remember about Kelly Holcomb was a hot streak, and he and his people came out with his hot sauce. You know, this barbecue sauce. <laughs> And I remember I was working at a local station here in Cleveland, and we were giving that stuff away. So one day, because I had nothing to do, I, you know, I figured off the air, I'll test it. Uh-huh. Um, let's just put it this way. It was average at best. Let's put it this way. The sauce was better than his career. We'll leave it at that. Okay. And neither were very good. Well, right. <laughs> neither were very good. We're talking with Ken Silverstein here. So if uh, Cleveland stays put, they don't make a trade. They stay at one. They take Garrett. At 12, I am a Deshaun Watson fan. Is there rumblings there that that's a possibility if he's still there, if somebody either moves up to get Trubisky uh, before that? If they would stay at 12, is that a possibility? Or even another quarterback, say a Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, it could be Mahomes. Look, there's been a split. There's always a split in this organization in regards to what people think. I was told the other night by a really good source that there's been a split on Tabersky, the owner, and the guy who's making the final decision, Sashi Brown, is not a football guy. He's a very highbrow lawyer. Okay that they've been in Tversky's camp where Hugh Jackson, the coach, is not as high on him. Then on the flip side of that coin, Hugh Jackson's been really high on Mahomes, and others have not been as high. So it's nothing new around here. There's always a split in, in, uh, in the outlook or opinion on how they see things. But I think if they're at 12, and assuming they don't trade up, which is what you're getting at, yeah, I think I think there's a very good chance they will take a quarterback. Um, it could be Watson. I think he'll be there. Uh, could be Mahomes. I think he'll be there. I don't think it'll be Kaiser out of Notre Dame. And am I forgetting anybody? I don't. I, yeah. Look, the bottom line is I think 
I think they could take a QB at 12, or they could take somebody else. Um, I'm just going to throw out a name here. Who could be there? They could take Howard, the tight end, out of Alabama. He might be there still. Might. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he'll be there. They could take Malik Hooker out of Ohio State, best safety or the second best safety behind Mr. Adams at LSU. Yep. Um, or they could take the local kid who's the best corner, even though I don't think he's going to be there, uh, Mo Lattimore out of Ohio State, who I think will be taken around five or six. If he would slide, he could be taken uh, also. So let's put it this way. They're going to they're gonna leave with a quarterback by the end of the night. Okay. If not, he'll be the first pick in round two tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. But I, my guess is they will leave with a quarterback either at 12, trading up into the uh, top five. If I was going to guess, and nobody knows definitively at this point, I think they're going to end up trading, getting past the Jets, getting past the Bears, and getting in there most likely with, well, it would be with San Francisco. John Lynch makes the move. He needs players. He needs picks. He'll pick up a couple of seconds. He'll slide down to 12 from uh, two, and the Browns will go Garrett one, Taberski two. Ken, I uh, want to get your thoughts as you're our big-time insider as well out there with Ohio State and a couple of their prospects, uh, starting with Malik Hooker, uh, probably the number 2 safety, as you mentioned, behind Adams. A lot of people do like Hooker. Tell us a little bit about this guy. I mean, it's been unbelievable what Urban Meyer's been able to do, the way that he continually replenishes that defensive backfield. Well, he's getting four and five stars. Now, Hooker's a, Hooker's a unique story. Hooker was a basketball player in high school in Pennsylvania. And I remember seeing some YouTube stuff of him just dunking over people and saying, well, okay, he's very athletic, but, you know, who's he playing? Is he playing a powerhouse program or is he going to be, is he basically playing a bunch of kids who are never going to get, you know, a sniff of college hoops? And Luke Fickle, who at that time was the linebacker coach at Ohio State, now the head coach at the University of Cincinnati, was the key recruiter. And Fickle went to the wall basically convince Urban Meyer to take him uh, because usually with Urban Meyer, if you're not a 4A or a 5-star player, 4-star or 5-star, he ain't got to take a sniff. He's not even going to waste his time. Okay? This is the way they are. That's just the way he is. And for the most part, he can get away with it. Um, but Fickle convinced him that Hooker was going to be the guy. Okay, fine. So Hooker signs with Ohio State. And, you know, he's kind of buried, to be honest with you. There are other people ahead of him and other people moving on to the NFL. And... Spring game last year, Hooker is like all over the place. Hooker's making plays all over the yard, and, and we're thinking, all right, it's a spring game. That doesn't mean he's going to carry over. First game, I want to say it was against Bowling Green. Makes one of the best interceptions I've ever seen. And I look to the guy to my right, who's a longtime observer of Big Ten football. He looks at me, and we go, that's a first-round move right there. That, that's the kind of play that a first-round draft pick makes. But we go, Hey, it's Bowling Green. Come on. I mean, come on. Let's not get too giddy here. Sure. But he plays. He makes plays. He makes plays. He's a very gifted athlete. Um, Probably the biggest weakness he has in his game is at times he doesn't wrap as much as he needs to to bring somebody down. But if you're looking for somebody who's a ball hawk, um, if you're looking for somebody – who flat out can flat out go east, west, west, east, I mean, from one sideline to the other as fast as anybody I've seen in a long time. 
and that some people compare, and I'm not going to say I buy this until I see him do it in the NFL, but there are some who believe that he's as good as Sean Taylor coming out of Miami, okay, who tragically passed a few years ago uh, in a gunshot situation, or, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but others are, that he might be as good as Ed Reed. Again, I need to see it at the NFL level before I buy that, but he's really good. He's really good. He should be taken around somewhere. I think he'll be taken in the first eight picks. I'd be surprised if he gets past eight. I guess he could go to around number 10, but if I was going to take a bet, I would say somewhere between six and eight. Uh, Adams could go, geez, Adams could go in the top three, four picks. He's you've really got two safeties gone in the first seven, eight picks. Mm-hmm. That's how good these two kids are. They are. Yeah. And Adams it, is really good, and so is Lewis. It's a position that has been kind of devalued almost in a similar fashion as running back. You just don't see, especially at the top end, say the top 10 picks or so. And that just shows you how good both of those guys are, Adam. These kids are really good. These kids are really good. And if they can stay healthy, uh, they both have a chance to be Pro Bowl players. I mean, that's how good uh, these two are. If you said to me which one I like better, I think I like Adams by a centimeter. Um He's played longer. His dad's a former number one pick running back at the University of Kentucky, George Adams, with the New York Giants. Back in the day, back in the mid-'80s, I want to say 85, George Adams was the number one pick of the Giants. Didn't have a very good pro career, um, but he's got very good bloodline. So they are really close, but I think Adams is just a hair better than Hooker. I think a lot of people agree with me on that, and I think that's why you will see Adams taken probably somewhere three to four picks higher than Hooker, but Hooker's really good. Yeah, I'm right there with you. All right, let's take a look at another Big Ten prospect. Got to get your thoughts on Jabril Peppers, how how he Mm. translates, how he fits in. You couple that with the diluted sample that you have happening there. Of course, the agent and Peppers himself says, no big deal, I was sick, I was just trying to flush out this system. Your takeaway on Peppers. I should have used that one in high school. <laughs> I just need to flush out the system. I just flush it out the system, right, right. Oh, why didn't I have that imagination? First of all, I didn't have the imagination. Two, I didn't have an agent, okay? That's true, so, yeah. So, yeah, so I was on my own. Uh, but I want to use that one. Flush the system, okay. He is a very troubling player to figure out, okay? And sometimes when you say troubling, most people say, well, that's a negative. I don't really don't mean it particularly from a negative perspective. Maybe, maybe the maybe the word is more confusing player than troubling player. Let's drop confusing and make it confusing, uh, or drop confusing and make it uh, trouble. Uh, drop troubling and make it confusing. Look, where do you play the guy? Mm-hmm. Is he a safety? Mm-hmm. Is he a linebacker? Is he misplaced by Mister Khaki Pants? Is he more of an offensive <laughs> player? Okay. Um, he doesn't have the greatest size in the world that you'd like. Um, he was a dominant player. He was a dominant player at the Big Ten level. And give Mr. Khakis some credit. He was able to use him in different spots, okay, along with Don Brown, the defensive coordinator, this past year. But I'm not sure it translates totally to the NFL. Um, I think he's going to be a really good punt returner, kickoff returner. I think you can use him in a wildcat if you want. I think you can use him in some offensive 
gimmickry, but I'm not sure where you play him. He's too small to play linebacker. Could he play a slot corner? I don't know if he's quick enough. I mean, he's quick enough for the Big Ten and non-conference play. I'm not sure he can handle it. I could be wrong there. And at safety or at corner per se, I don't know. Um, he He's not everybody's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, could he be a guy that slides out of the first round? Yeah, he could. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if he slides out of round one and is an early second-round pick. But every mock draft I've seen usually takes him somewhere around 27 to about 32. So you're talking playoff teams, teams that have more depth, more patience maybe. Um, how about New England taking him with the well, New England doesn't have the last pick. They would normally have it. Uh, New Orleans maybe with the last pick round two. They need defensive help big time for Sean Payton and the Saints. Maybe the Steelers, uh, who are always looking for corners and safeties and so forth. Um, somebody like that. But I, I think if you had said to fans in general in September, October, November, during the regular season, where do you think um, he would go, Peppers, draft-wise? Everyone would say first round and probably top 10, top 12 pick. And I think his flaws have been exposed just a little bit. Late first round, maybe early second. Uh, another guy uh, here with the local ties of the Big Ten and here in the state of Iowa, Desmond King. A year ago, mm-hmm. a lot of people believed he was going to be a first-rounder. I think here locally, most people understood that because of his 40 time, even if he would have came out last year, probably would have fallen into the second round because of that. But now there's some people out there that think he might fall into the third round. And is he a slot corner? Is he an outside corner? Is he a safety? You're not exactly sure. One thing I do know, Desmond King's a football player. He finds yeah. a spot that understands his abilities. I think he's going to have a home in the league here. Why the drop? Is it just simply the speed angle? Yeah, the speed. Um, I mean, you know, the amazing thing, and I don't care how many years you're around this, is you can play like like King did for all these years. Okay, show he's a class kid. He comes back when he didn't have to. Okay, does everything to the best of my knowledge correctly on the field and off the field. Mm-hmm. Okay, has all this tape. Okay all these highlights, and the scouts look at it. Yeah, they look at it, but if you don't run a nifty 4-4 or 4-4 or less, they literally, like, dismiss the tape, some, not all, dismiss the tape, strictly look at the combine numbers, and if you don't run or you don't test as well as they think you should, okay, all of a sudden you go from, quote, a first-round pick to a second or possibly a third. I'm with you. All I know is he makes plays, okay? Is he the most athletic, gifted guy I've ever seen in the world? No, no. But he doesn't get beat a lot. Seems to be in the right place at the right time. When you need a play, he makes it. He's a real good tackler. Um, I think if he stays healthy, I think he's going to have a long career. Um, is he going to be a Pro Bowl player? No, probably not. But can he cash a lot of checks? Yeah, I think he can cash a lot of checks. And depending on the team... I think he can play for a good number of years. I, I don't think he's a guy that, you know, is a marginal guy. I think he's a guy, um, is he as gifted as Mo Lattimore, for example, uh, with uh, Ohio State? No, no, he's not. Uh, he doesn't run as fast. Uh, he, just, he just doesn't have that eye-popping skill set to jump off uh, the tape. But King is a really good player. Um, and somebody, if they take him in the third round, late second, early to mid-third round, 
I think they're going to get themselves a really nice football player. Solid guy, solid pro, and a guy uh, they will be a contributor uh, to any NFL team. I think he's um, um, – did it cost them money coming back? We're never going to know Trent because of the 40 time probably would have been the same. Right. Uh, so, you know, but he's another guy. He's almost like a poster child for a guy where you say to a scout, screw the combine, just look at the tape. Yes. Okay? Just look at the tape over the last few years. It wasn't like he was playing for Middle Tennessee State. Right. He's playing against Michigan, playing against, you know, Michigan State. He's playing against the best. Okay. He's playing in bowl games. Okay. Um, so, you know, he played on a 12 and 0 team. Okay. That got to the big 10 uh, championship game. So it's not like he was playing for again, middle Tennessee state or Valdosta state or any other small state. So, um, yeah, it, um, he's a guy that gets hurt by the combine. He's not the only one. The combine helps and the combine taketh away. He happens to be in the taketh away column, but it doesn't mean he won't have a really good NFL career. Solid NFL player, I think. I got you right there. Absolutely. One more on the Iowa front. Uh, Jaleel Johnson, he'll be a third-rounder. Kid will be drafted. We know those guys. But I want to get your take on C.J. Beathard after yeah. you know what we saw out of him in the 12-0 regular season of 2015, battling through injury, seemingly always out there, the big-time gamer, and then the regression that happened last year. We know wide receiver was a huge issue. But it seemed like he took a step back, too. That that internal clock was a little bit off, fidgety in the pocket. Your take on Beathard, he's got the uh, at least the pedigree with the last name as Grandpa being a longtime GM in the league. You think he hears his name called somewhere in the draft, or is it going to be the free agent route? I think late. Um, I mean, he's got some size. He's got a strong enough arm, I think. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. He did go backwards uh, last year, not only wide receivers, but early on. Oh, my goodness, the offensive line play. Ugh was, oh, my goodness, flip sliding away from the O-line from the song. So, um, yeah, I, again, like anything, it, it, we, and I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody, we have a way at times of making it too simplistic. Uh, I think when you look at Beathard's play this last year for CJ, offensive line play, wide receiver play, or lack thereof. Um, now, the running game wasn't was also, I think, a little spotty early on. got better as the season went on but was inconsistent, particularly I think of the Rutgers game comes to mind where except for that one big run, um, I mean, they should have manhandled Rutgers on the ground, Mm -hmm. and they didn't. And There were other games like that. So it wasn't just one thing. So, you know, you have to factor that in when you look at his play. At least I think you do. So I think he's probably a sixth, seventh-round pick. I think he's a third-string developmental guy. Um, And, you know, coaching – work on his part, you know, maybe he ends up being at best the number two QB, a perennial backup. Uh, again, not a bad gig, though. No. You know, you, you, you hold the clipboard, you have the baseball cap on, and you collect some nice checks, mm-hmm. and your body doesn't get whacked every Sunday, right. okay, or Monday night or Thursday night uh, because 300-pound guys are chasing after you. So uh, it's not a bad gig. No, everybody wants to be the starter. We understand that. Big man on campus or – or, you know, numero uno in the NFL, we get that, but it's not a bad gig to have. So I think I'm thinking late fifth, sixth, seventh. Um, one advantage, though, and we, we've talked about this in the past, if it gets to early seventh round and he's not drafted, 
he needs to get very religious very quickly if he's not already. Okay, then you don't want to be drafted. Sure. Okay. Yep. Because then you can pick and choose for the most part who you want to sign with. You can do your homework with your agent. The phone will be ringing after the draft. There'll be more than one team calling on him, and then he can look at their roster. He can look at contracts of these players that may be ahead of him and say, you know what, that's not a good fit, but ooh, that's a good fit. For example, if he's not drafted, and let's say Pittsburgh calls, okay, Ben's near the end, Landry Jones is Landry Jones. I'm not even sure who right now is their third QB. That might be a situation where he and his agent look at it and go, hey, the Steelers are interested in you as a free agent. That might be a place to go because of, reasons I just gave. There'll be others. So it's just a question. There's the equator. And the question is, where do you fall off the equator? Is it late six, early seven? I've always said early seventh round. If you're not taking the first five picks around seven, then you don't want to be drafted. You can't stop it particularly, but you hope you're not drafted because then you have the luxury of one or more teams. And usually it's going to be more than one team particularly a quarterback from a school like Iowa, that's going to get more than one team interested. He looks at it, he goes, hmm, now that one doesn't make sense, but that one does. Let's sign with them. And, you know, you go to camp and you work your your fanny up and you hope to move up the roster. Ken, uh, last thing before we let you run, the Cavaliers easily dispatch in the opening round the Pacers, though there were some tight calls in there, but they get it done for nothing. That means a little bit more rest for uh, the weary legs of the veterans out there. This team can score defensively. Well, there's a lot of question marks there, but but overall, after that opening round, who would they rather see in the next round? Well, it's going to be Toronto or Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and right now it looks like it's going to be Toronto. It'll be a rematch of the Eastern Conference um, semis last year, which Houston was Houston, which Cleveland won uh, in six. Um, yeah, I think they'd rather see. I think they'd rather see Milwaukee because they don't have a lot of playoff. Experience particularly, but I don't think it's going to be Milwaukee. So uh, Toronto's going to give them a challenge. They're better than they were a year ago. They've added Serge Ibaka. They've added P.J. Tucker, two guys who are veteran guys. They bring size. They bring a, a mentality to the court, uh, particularly Tucker, who doesn't back down from anybody particularly, does a pretty good job of guarding uh, LeBron, if anybody does, uh, in the league. So um, I think it'll go seven. Um, I think the Cavaliers, because of home court, will get it done, but they will push the Cavaliers big time, even more than last year. The key for Cleveland is real simple. Stop that backcourt of DeRozan and Lowry. You're not going to stop both. If you're going to beat Toronto, you need to have one of those guys have an off night. And in the past against the Cavaliers, regular season and then last year in the postseason, at least in one or more games, one or the other, DeRozan or Lowry, would have a subpar game. If one or both, and it won't be both, but if one of those two guys has a subpar game, then all of a sudden that seven becomes six or even less. But if they play to their magnitude, if they play like they should, they'll give the Cavs a really good series and it'll go seven. But um, for some reason, and there's no rhyme or reason for it, Lowry or DeRozan will have an off game in the series, and that'll be a big difference why. Uh, the Cavaliers will advance to take on either uh, most likely Washington or uh, Boston. Well, Ken, enjoy the festivities tonight 
and then you get back into the NBA playoffs after that. Should be interesting to see what Cleveland's got up their sleeve. Uh, feels uh, a little bit like that terrible movie with Kevin Costner, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. And it's funny because a lot of us have talked about that movie <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. If, if anybody can screw it up, <laughs> these guys. But you know what? I don't even think they can screw this up. I, I mean, the first pick is the first pick, okay? Yes, yes. There's nobody picking before you. So you can't screw that one up because I don't think they can. Can they screw up the quarterback situation and trading up? They could. But even if they give up one too many draft picks, they have 11 picks this year. I don't even think they're going to get ripped up there. So even if it's viewed, they gave up maybe one too many picks. If they get to Bursky, and I'll assume that's the guy they want, then um, I think, believe it or not, they will come out of round one with the punditry saying, I yikes, they, they actually did a really good job, which would be shocking. Shocking in the Cleveland Browns. Well, it will be shocking regardless of what they do. If they do a good job, it'll be shocking. If they do a terrible job, maybe that shouldn't be shocking. Ken, we will talk about it all next week on Thursday. Look forward to it. That's Ken Silverstein with us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. We'll come back on the other side and change course here for a little bit. Jason Foster is going to join us. Had a wonderful article. You guys, you've been hearing me for the last few weeks just gush on and on about Eric Thames of the Brewers. I love the story before the year. Love it even more off to the 11 homers already this season. He had a really good, interesting article talking about, doesn't this guy deserve the benefit of the doubt? Yeah, Everyone's clamoring, steroids, oh, how is this guy doing it? On and on. Can't we enjoy the story? We'll talk about that more coming up with some baseball talk. Jason Foster from the Sporting News. He comes up on the other side here. It's Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Kubota's Orange Opportunity Sales Event is going on now. Take on the tough jobs in a powerful Kubota Standard L-Series. With the right combination of dependable horsepower and ease of operation, they're perfect for the independent property owner. Now get financing as low as 0% APR for up to 84 months. Now through May 31st, 2017. Call toll-free 1-800-794-4992 for details about cost and terms. Come see Jake at Capital City Equipment in Des Moines, just off I-80 on 2nd Avenue. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900, save. 
thousands. Golf Headquarters is back. Your one-stop golf shop. New location, 2900 University Avenue, Clock Tower Square, is full of all new equipment from all the greats. Paying title is tailor-made Callaway and more. Golf Headquarters launch monitor custom fitting is still free with club purchase. Golf Headquarters remains a top fitter. See one of their experts to get fit to help you play better. Golf Headquarters Clock Tower Square is a 10,000 feet new location with great selection and great prices. Golf Headquarters Clock Tower Square has all clothing 20 to 50% off. Pro V1 Reloads $19.99 a dozen. Mizuno Golf Gloves $8.88. Golf Headquarters new location Clock Tower Square now open with free custom fit. Golf Headquarters is locally owned serving Iowa for 30 years. Golf Headquarters hits the five-star Google review. Their customers love their service and personal touch. Golf Headquarters, 2900 University Avenue, Clock Tower Square. Call 255-4433 for your fitting time. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to take advantage of Mike's four-pack special you'll get 50% off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping Create an attractive flower garden the quick and easy way with NCAP flower seed mixes from Menards. The all-in-one bag includes seed, mulch, and fertilizer. Choose from butterfly and hummingbird, aromatic, bouquet, shady, or zinnia mixes. A two-pound bag covers up to 200 square feet. On sale, get two bags for just $9. Save big on NCAP flower seed mixes and everything else for your lawn and garden. Now during Menards Spring Catalog Sale. Save big money at Menards. The Spot West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments, including Dermapen, along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. 2642 or check them out online at relaxdemoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook in the Spot West Glen. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on Direct TV. Call Rockstar Satellite 515 262 Star. Call today for next day installation 515 262 Star.
It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even a brew crew or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Welcome back once again. TC running solo here today. Brinson back soon. Till then, we're going to bring in a lot of great guests, including our next one, Jason Foster with the Sporting News, Major League Baseball editor who had a great piece the other day talking about Eric Thames, one of the best stories of baseball here in the early portion of the season, something that we've been keeping our eye on, really going back to spring trading, just wondering how this guy that put up some monster numbers in Korea, how it was going to translate. It's been fun to follow. He joins us right now on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Jason, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, it's it's quite the story, uh, Eric Thames. And, you know, maybe there's some people out there that early season baseball doesn't quite get them going, but we've had all kinds of uh, things like this that have popped up, guys that get off to unbelievable starts, and then it goes the other way. You know, either pitchers figure out what's going on, it's just a hot streak, it's a small sample size, and things start to normalize here. For an early season baseball story, though, this is one that if it was a Hollywood script, I think we'd all as baseball fans kind of laugh at it. Exactly. It's, it's a perfect comeback story, and everyone loves a comeback story. you got a guy who kind of struggled in his first go-round in the big leagues, you know, went away in another country to play. Everyone forgot about him, and then he comes back, gangbusters out of nowhere, hitting bombs all over the place. And it is a great story, and it's just kind of frustrating, I guess, to see so many people immediately want to jump to, to PEDs uh, as, as the reason behind it when, in fact, sometimes guys just make little minor adjustments and that's all it takes for them to go from mediocre to great. It's uh, a story that also comes with the negative side of things, suspicions, PED use, and it is something that has been out there for a long side I, I just love the way that you talked about it. And it, it, in the end, it kind of comes down to, can't we enjoy this? Do, doesn't a guy like this deserve the benefit of the doubt? He absolutely does, because um, as I mentioned in, in the column, he, he's already tested three times yeah. uh, this season. And as far as we know, everything's been clean. And I read somewhere yesterday that he was also tested in, in Korea, at, and their system is even more stringent than Major League Baseball. It's more along the lines of, uh, of the Olympics. And he uh, reportedly passed all those tests as well. So there's there's really no evidence right now that we should be suspicious. It's just that baseball's recent history 
and and the fan suspicion that has grown from you know who was using PEDs, who wasn't using PEDs. So anytime you combine kind of like an out of nowhere story with, with and you throw in home runs and you know from someone not used to hitting home runs or not expected to hit home runs, there's always going to be that suspicion. But like I I, I wrote yesterday, that's just a, a lazy analysis to jump straight straight to that because there's all kinds of different reasons why he could be hitting home runs all of a sudden, just little physical changes, a different mental approach, you know, a different diet, just being in better shape overall or, or just having a better focus. All that stuff is, is totally legitimate as to why he could be doing this. And so I just, like I said, it, it's frustrating when people can't enjoy the story and they immediately get suspicious and just want to throw steroids out there. And Thames came up with maybe the uh, quote of the baseball season to this point when asked about it. Tested for the third time after his 11th home run. I have a lot of blood in the urine. He says, bring it on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his attitude is great. And, you know, uh, most guys will, even the ones who are using, will, you know, talk a good game publicly. But you just, mm-hmm. you get the sense that he's just enjoying this ride and that he's, he knows he's clean, and he's just going to go out and play his game. And if it if it leads to a bunch of homers this year, that's great. But you know, he's he's just doing his thing, and I, I think we should all enjoy it. Well, Jason, another kind of natural evolution here is people wondering it's worked out so well well for Thames that there's a possibility, you know, a guy kind of stuck in neutral, stuck at that quad A level, if you will, and can't get over the hump at a major leaguer. If it makes sense to go over for a couple of years to Korea or play in a different organization, a different way, and try to uh, figure out some things that way, do you think this could be something that becomes at least a little bit more common? Well, that's hard to say. Um, I think... Sometimes, depending on the player, certainly a, a change of scenery can help. Whether that's you know in Korea or Japan or or Venezuela or you know somewhere else or even even just another team, because sometimes all it takes is is just that voice that just makes something click. Like you, you've had other other good baseball people around you trying to teach you, but then there's that one that just for whatever reason it just connects and they suggest maybe this one little tweak to your swing or, or to your stance or to your mental approach. And for whatever reason, it just clicks. I don't know that it's a, a, a kind of foolproof way to go from being mediocre to great or from, or from good to great. I think it really depends on the player. I think it depends on the circumstance and certainly on, on the coaching. But if, 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 if Thames continues this um, torrid streak, you know, for the majority of the season, I, I think you might see some of these other kind of 4A guys kind of giving it a shot or at the very least asking him maybe if that's something he would recommend doing. But I kind of have a feeling he might say, you know, if you have a choice between staying in the big leagues or going going overseas to play, you're, you're always going to lean toward sticking in the big leagues. But then again, if, if there is a legitimate chance that there could be some significant change, I think you it's possible you could see more guys going that route. Well, with all this going on, Milwaukee's off to a pretty decent start. They're above 500. Uh, it is a rebuilding process, as we know. Maybe it's been aided a little bit of what uh, Thames has been able to do, especially against Cincinnati. But uh, this Brewers team, on the right track, do you like the development? And it looks like a minor league system that uh, also has been uh, put together pretty well over the last couple of years of this rebuild. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a young team, and, you know, it, it could be that they're coming into their own uh, a little sooner than expected. But when you look at their season stats-wise so far, it, it's kind of amusing. They they lead all of baseball in homers and slugging percentage, and obviously that's a big credit to Thames. But 
They're just kind of in the middle of the pack in terms of on-base percentage and batting average, and they lead all of baseball in, in strikeouts offensively. So they're kind of an all-or-nothing team right now on offense. But Ryan Braun's had a good start. Travis Shaw's had a good start. They've gotten good production out of their catchers with uh, Jet Bandy and Manny Pena. So there's there's a lot to look, a lot to like in in the lineup. Um, Pitching-wise, it's been kind of mediocre. They they have the highest batting average against, which means they're allowing a lot of base runners. But the staff is still in the top half of the league in ERA. Um, Willie Peralta has been kind of so-so. He's got a good record, but he's got the ERA over five. But uh, Chase Anderson's been a nice surprise with an ERA well under two. And, you know, they're on this three-game winning streak. They're back over 500. And because the Cubs haven't run away with anything, they're, they're kind of right in there. So at least as we wrap up April, it looks like it could be a fun summer in Milwaukee. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to that. The Cubs uh, righted themselves after a couple weeks ago. Uh, in fact, Milwaukee is one of the teams they came back from after a four-game losing streak, back-to-back victories. Uh, Cubs in good shape. Lester last night uh, takes a loss. He got off to a rough start, still without a win, though you don't read too much into that, certainly. This Cubs team... You know, is this just kind of what it is? They're going to be solid and there isn't a contender to push them in the Central probably this year? I think uh, the Cubs are going to be fine. I mean, last season after after 21 games, they were 16-5. and five. And this year they're, they're not quite there. But, you know, I don't, I don't think Cubs fans really have any reason to worry that they're not, that they haven't started quite as hot this season because all the ingredients are still there, uh, pitching and offense. Uh, and, you know, baseball history – is full of examples of good teams that had poor or kind of mediocre starts and still ended up being right where you thought they would be at the end. So the Cubs will be fine. Uh, it's, I mean, we're still in April. It's, it's still way early, so I think they'll be fine. But the big key for them, I think, is, is going to be Jason Hayward, um, who is, has been a very pleasant surprise so far. He's leading the team in RBIs, and he finally looks like he's found his way again as a hitter. Uh, he seems comfortable with uh, the new swing mechanics, and it looks like we might see some more um, offensive consistency from him. So if Hayward can keep this up uh, at this pace, it's essentially like the Cubs have added an all-star caliber bat to the team. And then you look at the other guys, you know, Schwarber, Rizzo, of course, Chris Bryant. We know what type of players these guys are. So it might just take them a little while longer to get uh, – kind of into a groove and, and gel together again. But, you know, the Cubs are going to be fine. Uh, let's jump over to a couple more local teams before we let you run, Jason. And I uh, wanted to go to both the Twins and the Royals in the American League Central. The Twins you know, got off to a nice start on the year, kind of come back a little bit. Buxton's played better the last couple of days, has looked more comfortable up there. Sanoa's been an absolute monster, and, you know, they're working on pitching inside a lot more. It's still early in, in the uh, regime of the new front office there with the Twins, but with the early returns, do you like what they're trying to do and some of the things they're trying to incorporate without really changing up much of the actual players that they've doing it with? Yeah, I mean, the Twins are hanging in there, and it's it's somewhat of a surprise uh, considering how they started last year, how they finished last year, but yeah. they're getting on base. And like you said, uh, Sano's been a great on-base guy, a great run producer. Robbie Grossman's been a great on-base guy. Um, Pitching-wise, you've got Irvin Santana, who's been great with a sub-1 ERA, and Hector Santiago's been strong. Um, and to be just uh, a game under 500 at, at the end of April is, is a good sign, um, like I said, considering last season. But I, I think it's a real testament to, to Paul Molitor's leadership and uh, his ability to have these guys ready to play. 
Just a couple years ago, they were right there till the final weekend in the playoff contention. Be fun to see that happen again. On the other side, the Royals, uh, after a disastrous start, got off the mat a little bit, but it's going poorly once again. Offensively, this team has struggled at historic levels. Is it, uh, is it time where this uh, we're going to get into June, July, and we're going to start to see the fire sale and a rebuild happening with Casey? Well, I think that uh, that remains to be seen uh, as far as how these next couple months go. But, you know, the Royals have been a little surprising in a bad way. I mean, nobody was expecting them to be, you know, gangbusters this season. But a lot of people, including me, figured that they would be competitive and, and could maybe be in the race. But they're just not hitting. They're, they're dead last in average and dead last in on-base percentage and dead last in run scored. Um, I mean, you know, Mike Moustakas aside and Lorenzo Cain aside, they're just not doing a, a whole lot offensively. And as we all know, you can't win if you don't score. But um, pitching-wise, their, their starters have, have been solid, Danny Duffy, uh, Kennedy, and Vargas. But uh, on a whole, their pitching has been below average. They've got some really high ERAs in the bullpen, Travis Wood in particular. So when you add all that together, that explains the rough start. And it could spell trouble if, if, if they don't uh, get it together soon. And I think we'll know probably this time next month we might have a, a much better idea of uh, whether the Royals plan to be uh, sellers. Jason, it's always a good day when we get to talk baseball with you. Appreciate it. Again, love the story on Thames. thought you brought up a lot of great points and one of the most fun baseball stories we've had here in April in a long time. Appreciate it. Let's do it again soon. Sure, man. Thanks for having me. Jason Foster with the Sporting News with us on the Draft House 50 hotline. You can find him on Twitter as well. Great baseball foul at by Jason Foster. We'll come back on the other side. We're going to get back into the NFL. Our man Danger. That's right. You're Danger in the mornings over on Nash FM. He's going to join us. He's a big NFL fan. We'll talk about the NFL draft and a few other things rattling around with Danger coming up here to kick off our number three. Jimmy B and TC live for the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. Back here in a moment. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to three. Sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Get to JCPenney and put some spring in your step at the VIP event. Starting this Thursday, get 25% off select styles of Nike apparel and shoes for the whole family. That's right. Get 25% off select Nike apparel and shoes for everyone in the family. Or get 20% off with your coupon on select items throughout the store and at jcp.com. These deals won't last long, so hurry in to JCPenney this Thursday through Sunday. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 427 to 430. Nike and some other brands excluded from coupon. See store or jcp.com for details. Got a paint project you haven't started? Now's the time to begin. The Home Depot has bare premium plus interior paint starting at just $23.97. It's a paint and primer in one, so you're not covering the same wall over and over. You paint it, then move on to the next one. We're pouring more into paint with unbeatable prices on bare premium plus interior paint. Now starting at just $23.97. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. It's in store for details. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands. Hiring is the most challenging part of my job. 
It's really hard, the searching, the sorting through resumes. Most people don't have the right experience. We started using ZipRecruiter about three months ago. Right from the start, you could tell it was going to make hiring a lot easier. One click and my job was posted to 100 plus job boards, all the top sites. All of the candidates came to my dashboard and it's easy to compare them. Thumbs up if I liked them, thumbs down if I didn't. No emails and attachments, printing up docs, phone calls, none of that. And I couldn't believe the number of great applicants we got. I had the person we needed within one week. I don't know how we hired before ZipRecruiter. Whether you're looking to fill one position or 20, find the best candidates with ZipRecruiter, where your job is just one click away from 100-plus job sites. ZipRecruiter, the fastest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. Stop into Lowe's where you'll find big savings on those projects popping up on your to-do list. Grow a happy and healthy lawn with 20% off all Stay Green fertilizer and grass seed. Plus, get cooking with 25% off all Charbroil commercial and signature series gas grills. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Stay Green offer valid 426 through 58. Grill offer valid 426 through 51. Selection varies by location while supplies last. U.S. only. See store for details. By the time that we got up there, his room was filled with smoke. The wind had blown and drifted the snow up against the side of my house, blocking the exhaust from my furnace. I heard the smoke alarm going off in my friend's apartment. Without the Kitta smoke alarm, my son would not be here today. Had it not been for that carbon monoxide detector, they would come to school and not have their teacher there. I grabbed my fire extinguisher and put out the fire. Kitta makes technology that saves lives. Get these essential products at the Home Depot. Yeah, your toilet's definitely clogged, but I think I found the problem. Sir, is this your action figure? Yes. I sent him in to check out the pipes. As a small business owner, you've got enough to deal with. Let the experts at Progressive insure your business so you can focus on more important things. With over 30 commercial auto and business coverage options, we'll build a plan that's right for you. Um, I got something else. Are these toy cars? Had to send in backup. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com to get started. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515 515- We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steaks, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roof. 1700 KBGG Des Moines. A cumulus station. Big news, big talk, and big sports. 1700 KBGG. This is Jim Rome with a CBS Sports Minute. This may sound stunning, but it should not be a surprise if the Browns win tonight's draft. 